1: Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island Dicks. I hope you're all well. Um, I'm well. Um, my, my wife and my youngest are not well. So that's, that's a shame but so far I am well so I'm here to tell you all about this episode which features comedy writer and performer Rosie Holt who is brilliant. Many of you will no doubt know her from her satirical political videos on Twitter where she's amassed a huge following and you know she's well worth checking out if you've not done so already. She's on tour from March and she's really funny as you'll find out during the course of this episode. As we're at the start of a new burst of episodes, we're not going to do them in series anymore. We're just going to keep them coming at you the whole time. Uh, It would be really great if you could make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And what would be even more great is if you could leave us a rating and a review from wherever you get your podcast. It's a massive help to us. So consider it a little Christmas gift to us, but one that costs nothing and you don't have to wrap or put any thought behind. You've got to admit that's good value. One person left a review saying they thought it was annoying that I pretended to sound drunk or stoned to be cool. This is just my voice. I I don't know what what to say, really. It's just what I sound like. Um, Although it would explain a few things that people have said to me over the years. But... Anyway, we really do appreciate if you leave us a review, so thank you if you do that. Um, This is also going to be the final episode before Christmas, so to all of you that have downloaded it, thank you so much for listening, we really appreciate it, and I hope you all have a Christmas free from dicks, apart from in podcast form like this, which is hopefully less annoying and more entertaining. Anyway, enough of this introduction, here's Desert Island Dicks with Rosie Holt. (laughs) Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest and here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedy writer and performer Rosie Holt. How are you?
0: Hello, I'm good, thanks. I'm quite cold. I've got... um got a hot water bottle oh. and three jumpers on.
1: Right well um yeah that's very em- emblematic of our times isn't
0: it? It is yeah <laughs> it is it's very sad.
1: Capturing the zeitgeist beautifully.
0: <laughs> it's the only reason I'm doing it.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm similarly sort of yeah I can't can't get my temperature right today but I think it's because I'm like a very tiny bit hungover and I always feel like I'm having like a weird... Oh yeah,
0: it's hard, isn't it? Because it sort of makes you, that makes you kind of hot. Maybe that's the way to get over the cost of living crisis. We'll get steaming drunk. Mm. Um... Because actually you do feel the cold less, yeah, I find,
1: yeah, I mean, it's got the British through quite a lot of situations, hasn't it, that approach yeah. just just keep drinking, see what happens, <laughs> see how it pans out, so yeah, um okay, I mean so we 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 know about your comfort levels today. how are you feeling generally in terms of kind of the world and you know slanging off dicks today? I mean are you feeling sort of primed and ready
0: yeah, i'm always I'm always happy to uh, rant about someone i'm I'm ready. I could do it Mm -hmm. for the good of the podcast, for the good of the people listening. (laughs) I can do it.
1: Great. Okay. Well, as you're so primed and ready, let's not waste any more time. Let's get straight on with it. And uh, who's going to be the first person joining you on the island today?
0: Uh, It's going to be the American actor, Dax Shepard.
1: Okay. Dax Shepard. What is it in particular that uh, annoys you about him?
0: So he has got this... Podcast. So he's so. If you don't know him, he's you probably do know him. He keep, he appears in a lot of films. He's kind of tall and uh, rangy and blonde, and he's married to Kristen Bell in real life. And he has this. The reason why I really don't like him, he has this podcast called Armchair Expert, where he interviews celebrities, and um, he it's so irritate he's so irritating he's I mean he really is he's It's uh, uh, just so irritating he basically he interviews people but he he's the worst interviewer in the world because he brings it always, he always brings it back to himself he'll go so um you struggled with uh, alcohol and they'll go yeah no I did and he'll go it's like when I was struggling with alcohol and then he'll just go on this big long <laughs> anecdote about how he got drunk on the plane and the problem is just repeats and you know he's had some bad stuff happen to him in his childhood but he brings it up every every time i mean i don't listen to this podcast anymore i don't know why i listened to it quite as long as i did but as i did i think my my irritation kind of mounted and then i i think i was almost kind of revelling and how annoyed i was by how bad he was and how self-absorbed he was (laughs) so i kept listening to and also because he has some good guests um, but then, mm. uh, th- then I, I, I hit a threshold where I thought I can't, I can't put myself through this anymore. I don't even know why I am putting myself <laughs> through this. I find this man so annoying. <laughs> so that is yeah. that is who I uh, would not want to be on an island with because he just talk about himself. You'd be like, I'm on, a, I'm on an island. We're all going through our own shit, and then you'd have Dak Shepherd talking about, yeah, you know, how he was abused as a child, which obviously is awful. But all the time, all the time, you'd be like, look, I've just been stung by a, I don't know, a a tarantula or whatever they have on those islands and my my arm is going to have to be chopped off. This is a hard time. And you'd have Dak Shepard talking about his trauma. No, no, thank you. Awful.
1: Yeah. I, really
0: annoying man.
1: I know exactly this sort of, I haven't listened to his podcast, but there's another one that I'm thinking of that's very similar that used to just, sometimes it would be 20 minutes before the guest would actually get to say a word. And I just thought, yeah. Like, do you want to just interview yourself next week? Is that, because <laughs> it feels like it would be a better fit for you, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, someone like that on the island would just be unbearable. It's such a fine line, isn't it, when you with interviews because it's like I don't mind hearing a bit about the host's life, but
0: yeah, completely. But
1: after a while, you're like, yeah, I don't, I'm not. I think I'd rather just find another podcast with this guest.
0: Yes, well, it's like Adam Buxton's brilliant because mm. he kind of uh, he interviews and then he does talk a bit about himself, but it's always it's it's the right balance. It's kind of funny where you do. It. You're right. It's not just Dak Shepherd. It's where the whoever the guest is kind of feels like um like part of the furniture Mm. they're just there I I just feel that Dax Shepard is using it to explore himself and talk about himself and he's like oh Gwyneth Paltrow's here great I can talk about my own marriage (laughs) and you're like I don't want to hear about your marriage Dax no I want to hear about it I want to hear about Gwyneth Paltrow's unconscious coupling
1: yeah and goop and all the mad shit that she's into (laughs) and like yeah Yeah, and I want to make judgments on that person maybe I don't know I suppose it's hard if it's like a performer you know he's an actor and stuff so maybe it's just it's so hard to switch off him you know he's like right and it's my podcast now but it's hard for him to actually not still be the center of it because it is him he is a performer yeah it is his podcast but it's yeah but you've got to interview the guest it's not quite the same
0: well also I guess because you know if we're being fair to Dak Shepard I he obviously has had a lot of lot of trauma so he's been to a lot of therapy but the problem is is you can tell you can tell he's been to a lot of therapy and you can tell he really likes sort of uh, exploring why he does things and oh I did this and oh and I just think that's because I was unhappy that he just uses his guests for that as well mm. they're, all, they're all basically famous unwitting therapists for hire yeah. to come in and listen to Dak Shepherd's problems <laughs> no thank you
1: there's, there's something about that type of person like obviously we should all talk about our problems therapy is great you know that's my caveat at the beginning um but yeah. you know <laughs> i have had therapy, yeah, not doing I, have therapy. I, mean, I have enjoyed it i've enjoyed it you know it's been useful but like I, I know people who work in that sort of area or have had it themselves and it's like you're having a very normal conversation as soon as you start, start talking about anything a bit bad There's like a real instant change and they kind of lean in and it gets very serious and like you get the sad eyes and you're like Yeah. All right, I think you're kind of enjoying this bit a little bit like rather than just being a mate (laughs) when I'm telling you about some bad stuff that's happened you know you're kind of like oh right now now I'm going to help you and you're like no just can we just carry on having a drink like normal people and talking like normal people and you just get that real thing you know yeah also just on a very very superficial level I just think it'd be annoying having to call someone Dax all the time it just I think it is jarring for it
0: it's a stupid name let's call it what it is sorry to any Dax Daxes who are listening, but what, what like you call a dog Dax. Even, yeah. like, in fact, I wouldn't even call my go- dog Dax. I'd
1: call maybe like some kind of limescale remover Dax.
0: You're right. That is what it would be. It'd be a cleaning yeah, product. Yeah, it's like
1: Sillit Dax, Sif, Jif, you yeah. know, all that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I think that it's maybe it's just, maybe it's our fault for being, you know, British. And it's just the sort of that level of kind of sincerity and, Daxness is just is just sort of just it runs contra to everything we sort of been brought up to believe.
0: You're right. It's because it's so American. It's so it's so American. It's so this kind of like, yeah, and I just felt like I was lost, but then I then I was found. It's that kind of stuff that I think as Brits really makes us clench our buttocks.
1: Mm, yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. I've yeah. realised he's also the host of Top Gear America, which, uh, you know.
0: Is he? Didn't yeah. know that. Makes it even worse. Definitely don't <laughs> want him on now. I
1: mean, I don't know if that makes him similar to Clarkson, but, you know, he, he, maybe it's completely different. But um, but there you go. So it's, yeah another thing against him there. Um, Okay, well Dax is going to be there on the island with you, uh, over analysing you and himself. So um, it'll be interesting to see how he gets on with the other people on the island. So who's the next person joining you?
0: Uh, The next person is Amanda Holden.
1: Mm, Great, okay. Now, (laughs) what is it about Amanda Holden that winds you up so much?
0: Oh, she's just so... She's so pleased with herself and she's so smug and also... She's done some stuff on TV where I've gone, Oh, you're not you're not very nice, actually. You're not very nice, but you present yourself as this sort of nice real person, but you're not you're not nice. <laughs> if she listens to the show, I'm sorry, Amanda, but that's what I feel. <laughs> like she um she did I think also actually, I mean, I wouldn't want to be on an, a desert island with any of the Britain's Got Talent, uh people because it's horrible i mean those programs are all kind of grim because it's uh you know as an i trained as an actor and going into auditions is horrible it's horrible because it's very kind of it's always very emotionally exposing anyway doing kind of acting in front of uh people who are silently judging you and that's what they do they sit and silently judge you and uh and put that on tv and have all these people and then they give you open feedback or they make horrible expressions. No, don't want any of those guys on an island. Um, but Amanda Holden, like I remember once she, with the, do you remember when Susan Boyle went on? And mm. they all, it was all sort of hyped up because they begin with, they were like, oh, who is this frumpy Scottish lady? And then she opened her voice and she was, opened her voice. <laughs> she opened her voice. And her uh, mouth and sung and they were blown away by how amazing she was. But then I remember she went on a um, TV show soon after she went to Graham Norton or something. And actually, it was I can't remember what show it was, but she she was just rude about Susan Boyle. She was kind of making fun of her, and I just thought, oh, you're hor- you're horrid, you're hor- you're mm. everything that um, sort of people who sit on a panel and judge people, everything that's wrong with them
1: yeah yeah like no i agree i think that one of the things that britain got britain's got talent judges is that so few of them have a proper talent you know it's like yeah. i know that presenting is hard and not everyone can do it and you know when it's done properly but i'd be fucking awful at being a tv presenter and i'm stuttery and rambly and terrible so you know there is that But
0: but they don't they don't even present it they just sit there and judge Anton Deck's presenting it.
1: Yeah, and they're doing a good job. But it's they're great. You know, but you're not trying to find the next generation of, of of judges. You're trying to find the next generation of like singers and performers and dancers and you can't do any of that. So you know, so if you watch Strictly, and you know, sometimes you think, "Oh, well, that was a good dance." Oh, the judges think otherwise. Well, I guess they know what they're talking about because they're the fucking experts. So, Amanda, yes, I don't know what. You mean. She, what does she? What does she do? She's always been a presenter. So is, there, true. is there anything else? No,
0: she's not. She's not really a presenter. She is an. She was an actress.
1: Oh, um, that's right. Because I just forget now then, what she's. You know.
0: And now she just does TV stuff, but also she does. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Um, another thing that really put me off her sorry this is so ranty but then i guess this is the time to rant is
1: absolutely your forum
0: she when talisa um had a there was a sex tape of talisa from end i don't know if you remember talisa Mm, from end of course back in the day and it was released and it was really awful because she was only 18 when the video was done and it was her um her ex-boyfriend who'd basically put it up as kind of a revenge porn and the it shows how kind of far we've come because I feel like if that happened now everyone would be fully on Talisa's side and go this is really horrible mm. but as it was she was kind of very kind of mocked and vilified and I remember Amanda Holden doing an interview where she was like oh yes I've seen the sex tape I sent it over to Alicia and we had a good laugh and I thought you're this is oh, so cruel you're laughing at 18 year old girl who was having sex with her boyfriend and didn't realize he was filming it just mad yeah
1: that's really mad she can
0: get in. she can get in the bin yeah I mean I I am um, when I was thinking of who to put on an island I did you know I was initially looking at Piers Morgan and I thought but you know what the problem with Piers Morgan is I reckon he can be really charming and I'm actually very easily <laughs> charmed If someone's nice to me doesn't, it doesn't matter what their views are. So I reckon I'd be on an island with Piers Morgan. I'd be like, awful ah, oh Piers Morgan. Awful oh man, off oh views about Megan. And then he'd start being all charming. And yeah. then I'd probably end up falling in love with him. And then because there was nobody else on the island, I, you know, we'd probably have children. And then we'd be found and I'd be Piers Morgan's, like, island lover awful
1: (laughs) that would be so i couldn't
0: risk that happening no
1: but i mean just to sort of just to allow your conscience slightly he has been heavily covered in this podcast before so don't worry (laughs) he he hasn't got away with it (laughs) that's okay (laughs) um yeah amanda holden i just think like you know there's there's certain uh presenters or or people in the media who you kind of think oh you know they seem there's there's the superficial level of them and then you kind of think oh, I wonder what they're like or you hear something about them and you go, oh that's a shame because they seem really nice with Amanda Holden yeah. it's not very hard to imagine that like it's all just no. a giant facade <laughs> I-, I can just imagine her face contorting into rage very quickly
0: yeah completely and also I uh, now you know not, <laughs> don't want to get sued or anything but I she so when she first came to prominence it was she was a contestant on Blind Date she's contestant on Blind Date really yeah and a friend of my parents worked at Center Parks, which was where she went. You know, where there was always like, they were like, oh, you could either win a trip to the Maldives <laughs> or Center Parks. And then it would get Center Parks and they'd be like, oh, no. She went to Cent- Center Parks. And apparently she was really mean. She was really mean to the guide. She was really mean to all of the staff. That's what she said. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. So it wasn't. So, I mean, in a way, it's better that she was always mean than like was nice and then fame changed it. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, way. it's not really exactly, it's not exactly like a saving saving graces. It? It's like, oh no, but she's always been horrible. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> she's always been bloody awful. Yeah.
1: Well, I can imagine her having quite sincere conversations with Dax as well. Um, you know, that you're not going yes. to be part of Yes, yeah, they'd yeah. be awful yeah. together. Oh, Awful. it's already quite uncomfortable, which is, is exactly what we're after. So this is superb work already, Rosie. Um, now, uh, who's going to be a third person joining?
0: Uh, it's going to be uh, Jordan Peterson.
1: Okay, Jordan Peterson. And um, I mean, there's some, yeah, there's some quite abrasive characters here. Right? <laughs> I mean, this is really good. <laughs>
0: I'm going to go and have to hide and live in the bushes. Uh, I'm feral.
1: I think with these choices, you're going to have quite a lot of support. I reckon it will be fairly evenly matched. I think you'll be okay. What is it about Jordan then that, that grinds your gears?
0: Um, I think, I mean, he is, I mean, obviously, he peddles a lot of crap. Um, like he said stuff like, uh, um, that incels were because, you know, if women, if women sort of gave out a lot more and were willing to have sex with less attractive men, there wouldn't be incels. (laughs) Um, so he said some stupid stuff, but it's not really that. I don't mind him saying crap stuff. I think it's that he, the way he dresses up, it's this kind of oh, I'm incredibly smart, this kind of pseudo, pseudo-intellectualism, I'm so calm. And he did, I remember once there was a very infamous interview he did with Cathy Newman, where, um, and it was it was very bad for us people who don't like Jordan Peterson, because he came across in it quite well, because she was basically very angry. She was like, she'd obviously read all of his stupid views, and she was like, I'm going to fucking... Oh. I was a, that was like, I got so excited the <laughs> candle fell off she's she obviously kind of gone into it being like I'm gonna fucking destroy this piece of misogynistic shit and all his stupid fucking views but she was kind of overexcited and I think she um, so she kind of inaccurately quoted some of his stuff mm. and he is you know for all his faults he does he he's very good at giving the veneer of being intelligent but also he, he knows what he said so he was able to go well no I didn't quite say that and um so he came across quite well in it but then what he did afterwards was he had a podcast and he took this interview and he went through it step by step so he took like he played like two minutes of the interview and then he'd do a long thing about what she did wrong and why he was won oh this argument God. why so
1: Oh, that's so weird. That's such a psychopathic so behaviour, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And it's just, like, oh, God, all these horrible Jordan Peterson fans listening to this, being like, oh, yeah, oh, we want to revel in this fact that he won this argument so much. We want to hear our hour of him talking it through and about why he was great, why it was great. That oh, it was really painful.
1: Oh, man. Really painful. I mean, that's such a weird, like... It- <sighs> imagine sort of you know we all play back things that happen to us and you know you have an interaction with someone it goes a bit of a different direction you might have a little analyze analyze it all in your head and think about it but to like sit there and just the level of self-importance to go yeah people are going to want to hear this like and and the, the sad thing is they obviously fucking do <laughs> it's yeah just like, i don't know who's thinking oh great i really want to hear jordan's analysis on his own interview like it's such a weird thing like that isn't it i just I don't care about anyone that much. Yeah. You know, even people I, I really like. I like I don't I don't want to listen to that much analysis of you, you know.
0: Yeah. It's yeah.
1: Bizarre. You, and
0: you right. it's so it's so self-important. I think that's what it is. Which Yeah. I suppose is quite is it? No, I I don't think it is admirable. it's, it's something
1: I mean it's something isn't it <laughs> it's something but all of these things come to a point it's like yeah self-belief is important but not when it's so sort of skewed that you think that everything that you do is interesting and people want to hear follow-ups on and it. it's yeah. just let people make up their fucking minds and and you know you're saying he's not even just sort of giving his viewpoint he's sort of talking about how she was wrong or how she did badly as well. And it's like, so that's just so petty. It's not like, oh, listen, I did this interview. I think I didn't really come across properly or I didn't really, you know, I just want to elaborate on a few things that I said. Instead of (laughs) of doing that and just sort of going, well, here was her first mistake. (laughs) Fuck off.
0: (laughs) Oh, so bad. Also, I think the thing I don't like about him is I think he's so humorless. I don't like... (laughs) Can't take people who've got no humour, and you could tell he's humourless because he wrote underneath recently that Elon Musk was really funny. He said, "Oh, Elon Musk, you make me laugh, man," or something like that. And I thought, anyone who's looking at Elon Musk and going, "This guy, absolute riot," is is a uh, stupid, and I don't want to have, I don't care how clever they're supposed to be. They're stupid, and I have no time for them. That's what, yeah. what I
1: think. Yeah. Yeah. If you if if you're saying that Elon Musk, if you're publicly saying that Elon Musk is funny, you're after something.
0: Yes. Well, you see, what happened is Elon Musk reinstated him on Twitter. So he'd been he'd been permanently suspended uh, because he'd written um, something nasty about the actor Elliot Page and and Elon Musk has. Put off part of Elon Musk's thing putting back uh, Donald Trump mm. and Kanye and he put back Jordan Peterson Jordan Peterson was like yay I'm back and also isn't Elon Musk funny that?
1: Oh. and also can I have a Tesla please <laughs>
0: can I have a Tesla please <laughs> give me a Tesla oh, but my. also these guys these kind of um, pseudo intellectual right wing free speech guys they're so predictable you can kind of predict what they're you know if something happens what they're opinion is going to be on it you're like well I know what you're going to say and this you you act like you're kind of really open-minded and that you see things differently and you don't take the 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 kind of popular view but actually I know what view you're going to take because it's completely unoriginal you're really unoriginal not not you but uh but, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am fairly unoriginal <laughs> you're
0: not unoriginal but Jordan Peterson is unoriginal in thought that's what I say
1: yeah yeah, I think fair enough. And I, I God, I'm just imagining him and Dak Shepherd and Amanda Holden together. Just the level of self importance is gonna be it's too much. Oof, just horrendous. I mean, you're just gonna have to go and kill yourself. And I mean, I think so. sometimes on this island, I think it's you know we talk about like you know could you c- kill these people or take them? But I just think it's too much. You're just gonna have to go and dispose of yourself somehow. I think
0: so. I mean, it's funny because as I've gone on, I've actually gone actually. Dax Shepard's probably the nicest of the bunch Because I think Dax Shepard is essentially a nice person Um, So I think What I'd end up having to do is actually Team up with Dax And just listen to him talk about himself all the time Mm. Which is not Not great but I guess it's, it's Preferable you know
1: Yeah, yeah. Making the best of a bad situation, very admirably. Okay, well, look, Rosie, we're going to move on now because mercifully amongst the wreckage of the plane there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. no. What are they and why are they so bad?
0: I found this really difficult because I love food. There's very Mm. little food I don't like. And... You know, I was thinking, well, I'm not keen on burgers, because everyone's like, you're not keen on burgers. I just, I'm not. But then I thought, I don't hate burgers. I think, mm. though, the food that I would not want is shepherd's pie.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And now, I, I end up eating this a lot in my house, because I have two small boys, and, and it's, like, very easy to feed them yeah. lots of shepherd's pie. So I end up having it about once a week. But... Um, I mean it's an interesting one because it sort of seems fairly innocuous on the surface I'm curious to see what your what your thoughts are
0: Uh, childhood trauma Um, my my dad so my dad is a really really good cook um, but he has a sort of rotation of of meals that he does Um, and one of his favorite meals is shepherd's pie and so he used to cook this all the time and all his other meals were amazing and he did a good shepherd's pie but it was just too much and no one else liked it but in the house so he'd cook it and we'd be like why <laughs> we, no one wants shepherd's pie and he'd get sort of hurt but he'd still really, he'd still continue <laughs> sort of inflicting it on the family but also you know, we were lucky it was great cookie cook stuff but it was just it was just that shepherd's pie being wheeled out again and again and then in lockdown one I went back to stay with my parents and me and my younger brother were there and then dad really wanted to, uh, dad was doing most of the cooking, but the thing was, you know, occasionally my brother would go, look dad, I'll cook. And my dad would not like that because my dad likes doing the cooking. He doesn't He likes to be in control mm. of the meals, but we absolutely refused to have shepherd's pie. We wouldn't let him cook it. <laughs> and then one time he was so upset. And then one time he cooked, it was really sweet, cooked everyone a meal, but then he cooked himself a little miniature shepherd's oh. pie that he could sit <laughs> and eat on his own. But yeah, that meal, I just, it just makes me think of, um, I think it's just the childhood memories of going, no, it's here again. And I don't <laughs> like the the texture, it's weird. It's just like sort of a mash with, but with like all this kind of soppy meat at the bottom. I don't like mm. it, it's weird. I feel like something that someone made up and got excited about and they shouldn't, they should be ashamed.
1: Yeah, do you know what, what? So my father-in-law is Chinese, and for him, it's like the worst dish you could possibly have. because He's right. Yeah, because Chinese food, you know, you'll have loads of different dishes on the table, even yeah. at home, you know, you'll have like several things to eat, and they're all different textures and all different flavours, and he's just like... I came to this country and you've just put it all in one thing and what the fuck is wrong with you people? You know, and from that point of view, I I can see, you know, coming from that angle what he has against it. it It's of, I was just talking to uh, Ryan Sampson on another episode and he was saying how much he hated trifle. And even though I like shepherd's pie, it's kind of like a savoury trifle. And it's like, let's just put it all in one thing. No huge texture changes, you know. Yeah. So I, I sort of get where you're coming from. I mean, I, I, as I say, I eat it a lot these days, but I'm getting to the point where... Like it was a real, I I thought, oh, this is quite a nice hearty and it's quite a satisfying thing to sort of make for your family and you put it down. It is
0: hearty. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I mean, I'm getting quite bored of it now and it's getting a bit annoying. So yeah, I can, um, I can see where you're coming from.
0: Your father-in-law's right. It's just all the the text, it's all the things in one pot. No. Why is it all together like that? (laughs) Don't trust it.
1: Also, on an island. I mean, it's a, a very incongruous island food, isn't it? Just <laughs> sitting there with your shepherd's pie, you know, like sunburn. <laughs> it's like a big, yeah. a big slab of shepherd's pie.
0: Yeah, you're right. It'd be the worst thing when you're really, really hot and then you get given a shepherd's pie. <laughs> no.
1: Fair no, thank you. Okay, then. Uh, what are you going to wash it down with, then? What's your drink choice?
0: Um, again, this is quite difficult. So I'm going to choose a drink, which I, it's not that I don't like it. In fact, I love it. But it's a dick. Like, it's a dick <laughs> to me. And that is coffee. I love coffee. I adore it. But I'm someone who um, suffers from migraines and... And I, my migraines are really debilitating like they go on for about two days and I'm vomiting in a bucket and um and they they were always a nightmare because I think people don't really understand migraines so if I'd say I can't come into work today they'd be like oh and then I come the next day and they go also oh, you were drunk too much and I'd be like no um and then for years my brother who's a doctor was going you need to you need to give up coffee or at least cut down so I cut down it did not make any difference and then Two years ago, no, oh, I lose all sense of time with the um, pandemic. Mm, About a year and a half ago, I gave up caffeine, and it completely changed my life. I just stopped getting these debilitating migraines. I still, you know, sometimes get very bad headaches, and if I'm really stressed, I'll get a migraine. But it was, but it won't be as bad as they were, and they're so infrequent. So um, it would be so cruel if the only drink available was like coke or coffee or something mm. i'd be going no cruel world i'm gonna to have to drink you but i'm gonna be big throwing up in a bucket
1: <laughs> oh. awful oh man that's really annoying that the yeah. thing you because most things that make us ill we also hate so it's easy to avoid yeah. isn't it but the thing that you love is oh that's really harsh Really harsh, yeah, and all caffeine as well. Christ, yeah, I know. Ne- yeah,
0: all all caffeine.
1: Wow, I never knew they worked like that. But um, yeah, God, just to have that because after a while you're going to be really tempted as well. You think, oh, well, I'm fucking stuck here. I'm bored. I feel like shit. Like, oh, a, a nice coffee that'll that'll, that'll yeah. take me away but to some coffee. Nice some nice uh, <laughs> nice memories of my past things I used to enjoy. You know, a nice little coffee yeah. on the beach away from all these cunts, but. <laughs> But then, yeah, then you're debilitated and then you'll have someone like Amanda Holden telling you how to get over it or like Jordan Peterson saying they don't really exist or something like that, you know.
0: Yeah, and Dax Shepard telling me about the time that he vomited. <laughs> awful.
1: Oh man, yeah, that's that's awful. Like to, to sort of have that, uh, yeah, to not be able to have something that you love like that is a, a real stinker. Oh, man. okay. well, um, we'll move on now, because fortunately you won't be without entertainment on the island. The Plains Entertainment System continues to work, but Just Your Luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why?
0: My least favourite film of all time is He's Not That Into You, which is a rom-com from about... um, Oh god, how long ago? Like 10 years. It's about 10 yeah. years, 15 years old. And it's got uh Scarlett Han- it's got Scarlett Johansson Bradley Cooper's it got, you know, one of those casts which has got everybody mm. in. And I it's, it's such an insulting rom-com. I hate it so much. I remember going to see it in the cinema. I've only seen it once, but it once was enough, obviously. <laughs> and I saw it and at the end my friend turned and she went, "Oh, I love that." And I was like, "Are you kidding? That film was horrible." It was a horrible, horrible film. The whole concept of the film is that women are not good at picking up on the fact that guy, you know, they'd be like, why doesn't this guy call me? Why doesn't, oh, why doesn't he just pick up the phone? like, we thought we got on really well. And actually it's because they're being stupid. And uh, yes, it's sort of this idea that women are all stupid and, and so desperate for love that they won't pick up on the signs that men aren't interested in them and it makes women out to be so stupid so there's this scene where and I might maybe I might have misremembered it some of it because it's been a while but um it was Drew Barrymore and Scarlett Hansen talking and Scarlett Hansen has ma- met Bradley Cooper and they really vibe but Bradley Cooper is married to Jennifer Connelly so Scarlett is like I've met this guy um but he's married and Drew Barrymore goes oh oh that's not great and she goes but there is, I have this friend and she met this guy and he was married. And actually they ended up having a really great relationship. And now they're still together and they're married and they have kids. And what it's trying to say is that women will try and say anything to make their friend feel better and go, oh no, I've got this friend who that happened to. And Scarlett Hanson goes, oh, okay. Oh, maybe I will sleep with this married man. And I thought, no, no, Female friend. If I sat with my female friend and she was like, I've met this guy, oh my god, we're really vibing, but he's married. I'd go, Oh, well, don't don't go there. Yeah. You know, no no actual friend would be in their right mind and be like, oh yeah, go for it. It was just this idea that, oh, we're all stupid women were like, oh, no, 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 maybe it could work, because I know this one person who it works for. No, no one would do that. Mm. We're all stupid. And then meanwhile, poor old Jennifer Connolly, who's the wronged wife, is it's supposed to be like that? She's not picking up on the signs that he's no longer interested in her, and I'm like, but they're married. They're married. Come on. Yeah. I hated it. It's a horrible film. <laughs> it, That's what I think. It's such
1: a weird thing, isn't it? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, well, obviously he's married. So, um, you know, if. If, if you slept with him, you'd be sort of potentially ruining his marriage. And also, then you'd know that your partner is someone who would cheat on a on a family. So, also, probably not a great sign. But, uh, you know, I really want to make you feel better as a friend. So, you know, here's a green light, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's mad, because it feels like there was a real, like, rash of these films for a while. Like, they were just sort of yes. churning them out. And maybe this was the sort of zenith. Because, yeah, the cast isn't mad. I've just looked it up, and you've got... Scarlett Johansson, uh, Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Aniston, Ben Affleck, uh, Jennifer Connelly. Like, I mean, it's a lot of people. But it's... Um,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just... Yeah, Drew Barrymore. I mean, it's 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 a weird one as well. Because, like, I mean, I don't want to generalise, but traditionally films like this are aimed at women. Yeah. So it seems to, you know, if most of your audience are watching it and it's like, oh, let's go and w- have, watch a girly film. To then sort of say to your audience, you're all a bit weird. Yeah. I don't know, was it made by a team of sort of like weird male directors who are like, for the last time, will you just get it through your fucking heads? Yeah.
0: I don't know. I felt like it wouldn't surprise... I think it was made by women who hate women. Mm. Like, it, it was just very finger waggy. I mean, there was another film... Um, Called The Ugly Truth, which again with starring Catherine Heigel, which I think killed her Hollywood career. And that again was something where it was like, Do you hate women? And that was again, I think that was written and produced by a woman. And I just thought, What's go what's going on here? Come on, come on, ladies. Mm. Don't don't give us all this rubbish.
1: What's the one with Mel Gibson where he can understand, he can...
0: Oh, What Women Want.
1: Yeah, and like, so that was sort of before then and that was a quite a misogynist yeah. take on everything of like, oh, yeah. women just think like this all the time and now I can manipulate them. Um, but that was quite a while before all this sort of stuff. So you think like, because this is 10 years ago, I know a lot's changed yeah. in the last decade, but it still just seems like a really odd premise for a film and an odd, odd attitude to take. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Jordan Peterson will probably quite enjoy it.
0: I think all of those three would enjoy that film you know I think they'd all sit and watch it every night
1: yeah okay and uh well well, let's try some music to take your mind off it what would your song choice be
0: um oh I don't know I think it's a bit old school but I think because you know there's uh there's always those films that film sorry those songs that kind of get in your head Mm. and then you get them stuck in your head and you don't like them and I remember the first song that happened to me where I it was stuck in my head and I couldn't get it out and I hated it so much and it was simply read Fairground. This is going back oh, some time. Oh, God. But I, I remember it, it was like, I think it was number one for ages and I mm. it was just always stuck in my head and I thought he was so creepy. <laughs> I didn't yeah. trust him and, and his voice was, like I know he's got a great voice but he does this sort of like, it's quite a creepy song. He's like, Fairground. And you're like, what? What are you doing? What are you, you? I feel like you're about, you're like a scary clown that's about to jump on someone. Mm. Uh, and so it freaked me out, but also it, it was a real earworm. That was the thing. I didn't like it, but also it got stuck in my head. And I feel yeah. that if it got played on the island, it would get stuck in my head again. And. I just even when it wasn't playing it would be playing in my head yeah
1: it'd be awful yeah it's one of those it would songs
0: obliterate all memory of other songs
1: <laughs> I was recently listening to an Alan Partridge book audiobook and there's a bit in that where Alan Partridge says that when his listeners annoy him by not doing uh, not yeah. taking the phone in seriously as a revenge he puts on an awful song like Fairground <laughs> by Simply Red so even Alan Partridge doesn't amazing, like amazing. <laughs> um yeah, I remember that coming out, and it's and it's weird because it's got a sort of samba beat as well in the background. It's like like the percussion's really at yeah. odds with the song, you know. It just. Yeah, I mean, Simply Red were fucking awful anyway, I think. And yeah,
0: they were really bad. I, and he was really
1: creepy. He had that weird sort of tooth like with a sort of stone oh, in yes. it, didn't he? Like,
0: Oh, God, I forgot about that. Was it like a ruby and or the, something yeah. in
1: his tooth or something weird like that?
0: And he'd inexplicably get really gorgeous women, So he must have been very charming. Mm. She went out with Catherine Zeta-Jones.
1: Did he? Fucking hell. Yeah. Wow.
0: And I think he ended up dumping her. He dumped Catherine Zeta-Jones.
1: Wow. yeah yeah that is insane yeah he just looks like i mean he sort of looks like someone that you might find hanging around at a fairground like back in the day you know (laughs) that's (laughs) so true but he's yeah it's, it's just such a weird mix of like i just find it weird why you'd settle on simply red if you like that kind of music there's so much yeah you know like if you like soulful music There's so much good soul music with actual soul that it's like, why did you, why did you settle on that then? That's, that seems a strange one. Like, Oh, you really like Simply Red. (laughs) Just got to go over there for a minute. Yeah. It's it's just bizarre. Yeah. And Fairground is like, I feel like it was towards the tail end of things with them. Like it wasn't, quite as a y and slow but yeah it really stuck in your head for a long time so and uh and I'd forgotten about it so now it's back in my life and um and I can think of no better thing to do with it than just send it to an island forever
0: yes yes that's right
1: unfortunately you have to go with it but
0: oh uh...
1: okay well look we're gonna we're gonna relieve you of of your duties of picking hateful things very shortly because rosie finally the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals which animal is it and why
0: so i'm sure you've had this animal on before because it but then to be fair it's because it's such a dick um but it's rats okay hate rats yeah and um how horrible to have an island overrun by rats yeah
1: have you have you had any particular experiences with rats, or was it just generally yes. just that? Yeah.
0: The, so I grew up in the country, and we used to get rats. And so I remember my parents would put rat poison out, and then you'd see these big dead rats. And um, this one time, we were looking after uh, a friend's rabbit, and it was one of those hutches that you know that are that are kind of on the grass, and basically the rat buried its way inside the rabbit hutch. And um, so it was stuck in the rabbit hutch with this poor rabbit. And then it kept trying to sort of um, bite the rabbit. So the rabbit was sort of like shivering in the corner. And then we were trying to kind of, (laughs) working out how to get it out. And then it would try and bite us. And it was just so unpleasant and just so horrible. And I also, there's a a Stephen King uh, short story that was made into a film I can't remember what it was called, but basically it was just about rats. It was about no. this giant rat, and it, the film was just so grim because it's literally just this guy, and I think they're working like down a mine or something, and they're just always coming across loads of loads of rats. So by the time the big reveal that there's this big monster rat, I was like, I already feel sick. I feel <laughs> sick. That I've had to watch this grim film with all these rats. I like I like horror movies, but I just if, no, if they've got disgusting rats in them, please, no. And it's just the fact their little teeth and their big, thick tails. Just, oh, they're just so upsetting. I just don't like them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, your argument is very strong against rats. <laughs> and I think there's it's very fair. I mean, so full disclosure, when I was at uni, my flatmate really wanted to get like a house pet. Yeah. And the consensus was that a couple of pet rats would be the thing. Oh, right? God. But they were like... They were, they were quite small. They were black yeah. and white. And they were brilliant pets, right? They were, like, really clean, really intelligent, just, like, really nice little things. But those in my head, are a completely different animal to, like, the outside rats. Yeah, you know? right, like, yeah. You know, because I've seen them in the street and I, I remember seeing one, like, uh, in India and I swear to God it was the size of a fucking rabbit. It was so big. Oh my so God, big. no, And I think, no. and it was somewhere where, like, I was walking down towards, like, the end of an alley or something to get in a door and i can't get away from you you have to run past me to escape like and i don't i yeah. can't leave you enough room you know you know the thing about elephants being scared of mice apparently yeah. it's like a thing where like they're not scared of them but it's such a mammalian response like if something small runs at you you have to just jump it's just in our nature even if you're a fucking elephant if yeah. they see something scurry <laughs> towards them they'll yeah. be like, Ugh. and so and it absolutely like deals with that part of us it's like it's so inbuilt into our genetics and our dna that you can't really escape it so seeing them out and about and also i mean like you with the the film thing i remember like being exposed to the film um 1984 way too young oh yeah and i'm not gonna say if you know the book or the film you'll know that scene and like i mean that haunted me for so long i mean that is just yeah so I think it's a very fair thing to be, you know, it's one thing having a couple of lovely tame rats in a cage yeah. that you can take out and stroke, but like an island with loads of the fuckers, I think is oh, a very no. different ball game yeah. entirely. And I can tell it's making you incredibly uncomfortable just talking yeah, about it. so don't like it. Should, we can move on. We can move <laughs> on. Let's look, let, let, Rosie. You've done a superb job. There, there are no more, no more um, scenarios to imagine. So we're yes. out the other side, and uh, and you're safe now. Um, let's talk about good things you've got a tour you yes. started yes uh,
0: tour beginning of March all round of all around the UK though as some uh, people uh, sort of tweet me they're like well you're not coming to this place but coming to lots of places Mm. um so that's very exciting so yeah that's that's my next thing really cool which is good
1: and obviously you know you're on youtube we see loads of your videos and stuff on twitter all the time as well it's uh, updated all the time yes good place to keep up with everything going on
0: yeah so i'm at rosie as a halt and i um people who don't know i do sort of political satire but i usually just pretend to be a tory mp and insert myself into existing uh news news footage and uh everyone thinks it's real and gets angry but it's it's quite fun and silly and great <laughs>
1: yeah yeah you must have a lot of people just getting the wrong end of the stick yeah. like even if you just reading the comments it's a very confusing <laughs> place to be <laughs> Um, but yeah superb work and uh, thank you so much for coming on Desert Island Dicks today it's been an absolute pleasure
0: thank you very much thanks for having me
1: So there you go. Desert Island Dicks with Rosie Holt there. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did recording it. Desert Island Dicks was a Sync clap production. It was dreamt up and produced by James Deacon, produced and presented by me, Dan Benedictus, and with unwavering support from John Deacon. That's James's dad. Uh, and we also get occasional editing support from Chris Attaway. When we've had a good month and we can bung him a few quid to do the editing for us, hopefully we'll be able to do that again soon because I find editing quite laborious and he's much better at it than I am anyway thanks again to all of you who've listened we'll be back after christmas don't forget to give us a rating and a review and if you'd like to have your say on who and what you think is a dick let us know at dickspod.com contact that's dickspod.com contact and we can include your choices in a future episode right that's it from me merry christmas you filthy animals